At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Shudro is recorded in front of a live internet audience. It's time to do the show. I mean, Shudro with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Mixler every Tuesday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get those perks. It's time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. So how's your Halloween, Danae? It was good. Yeah? It was filled with not a lot of going on. <laughs> Did you do anything for Halloween? We haven't since the boys have gotten older. They have kind of go to their own parties and do that kind of stuff. My youngest uh, decided to sit outside with a candy bucket and as families came by and just he would hand toss out, it at him. Just toss it at him. He came in after like half an hour and he was like, Dad, that is so awkward. I was like, what is awkward? It's like people I don't know just come to the door and I give them candy. It's <laughs> awkward. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like what? He's kind of right. I don't, but it's a kind of a given thing, right? I mean, it's not, it well, shouldn't it's be awkward. Our culture. Yeah. Any other day of the year, not appropriate to, <laughs> what, to go, go to someone's, to somebody's house, house and ask for candy. Well, it's not like they're asking. You've just got it there available, right? No. Well, they're coming with a purpose. <laughs> it's true. That's a fair point. We um, did what we do normally, which is Justin answers the door and then I stay in the bedroom with, uh-huh. the, with the volume up on the television watching. Last night I was binge watching Major Crimes new season. Major Crimes? It's one of my favorite like crime shows i am so done with crime shows but what do you like about it um i think it's the way that they develop the characters the main the main lead captain Mm -hmm. is just i find her fascinating she's not a normal like female so there so there's a character in it that you enjoy yeah watching that makes sense And i like how they put it together and i like how everyone kind of interacts together it's it's not quite so hypey it's not like hyped up Uh i mean it is a crime tv drama but um i forgot that the new season had like completed Dropped. already. Mm-hmm. I think it was in the spring <laughs> and I found it on the DVR and I was like, oh yeah. So I just started binge watching that. And my job was to make sure that the dogs were comfortable How'd they do? and not panicking. We have one dog, which we lovingly refer to as sonar because he has, oh, no. he has really incredible hearing and pointy ears and everything. So uh, the slightest movement and he's, he, his job is to bark. His job is to alert everyone that there has been something that has happened. And as soon as the door... Which is, one is that, by the way? It's Cujo. Okay. As soon as the door is opened, he knows something is going on because we never have the front door open. Is that why his nickname is Officer Jim? No, that's the other one. Cujo's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patronus is Officer Jim. Patronus is Officer Jim. Because he's always policing. Yes. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cujo's... Um, nickname is little butters so <laughs> <laughs> kind of unrelated sure fair enough so anyway i was trying to keep him calm last night and so i was amused because he was so frustrated that i was 
keeping him close to me because yeah. he wanted to be alert and I was making him not be alert. Holidays so he always... Was, he was giving me shady eyes all night long. Holidays always seem rough for dogs. Like, I think yeah. it, you, we have the same conversation around uh, Fourth, Fourth of, of July. July, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, just there's noises that aren't supposed to be there. It's not their normal. Yeah. But I was really pleased with my other two dogs who are you know, about 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And they've been around for a while. And they're just like, they just laid around. They didn't care. And usually one of them cares more. So it was pretty fun. I just watched... Uh, and my husband brought me um, candy and dinner and beverages. <laughs> you just sat and so, binged on your TV. I was just Halloween <laughs> rules. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, in the comments, uh, Deepak says, in Iowa, they make you do a riddle every door to get candy. Whoa. I like that. That's fun. What if you get it wrong, though? Do you just not? Yeah, you then you get shushed candy? away. Actually, my boys did that last year for Halloween. Do you remember that? They dressed up as guards and guarded the candy and made people answer a question or a riddle when they, they came to the did. door that's funny that that's actually a tradition in iowa but they they really had a good time doing that i was surprised this morning when i looked at the candy bucket and saw how little candy was in there i didn't think we had that many visitors but i guess we had way more than we than i thought or or justin was very there generous, you go <laughs> which i or, told him i'm sorry i thought you were going to get it right the first time <laughs> Or, there's one more, or. Or he ate it? Yes! <laughs> You're in there binging on TV. He's out there binging on Snickers. I asked him this year, can we not, it's not like we can't buy good candy, but it's like, can we just not buy the best? He is so adamant about buying the very best. Right, you don't want to be the house that gives away the orange and black little, he, yeah. you know, peanut I, butter twists or whatever I'm like, There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting, giving away Skittles and Starburst, which if you don't buy chocolate candies, then you're not spending as much. Right. So my suggestion was to not get chocolate candy this year. He came back with all chocolate candy. <laughs> it's good that he's listening. All of it. And I was like, babe, you didn't, you got all chocolate. He's like, we're, oh, we're going to be the good house. We're going to be the good house. We have the worst decorations of anybody on the street, but we have the best candy. That's right. It's, it's not what's on the inside that counts, right? We have like a rickety, plastic pumpkin and this weird odd shaped black cat that has real cobwebs stuck in it uh-huh. and then a huge bucket of delicious candy delicious delicious chocolate candy it's my husband's favorite thing though to see all the kids come up to the door yeah and i asked him his favorite costume and he said it was a sock monkey this year a sock monkey a little sock monkey came at the door he knows i love sock monkeys my favorite uh, that i saw was murdered han solo Oh, my goodness. So it was a Han Solo outfit. It was a little girl. Han Solo outfit with a lightsaber through the middle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <gasps> Spoiler hilarious. alert, by the way. Oh, no. Her, whole, her Halloween costume was just a big giant spoiler if you haven't seen the Star Wars. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's really funny. You ready to shoot a dough? Yeah, let's shoot the dough. Okay, so we're going to play one word story for our game today. But before we get to that, we like to start with... It's a look around the world to see what are the happenings. When we see them, we call them news. And we will peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Demogorgon. Yeah. How was that one? That was a good one. All right, good. Today, why don't you start us off? What's going on in the news? Okay, I thought this was really interesting. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if you're going to find it as interesting, but I hope so. Well, that's fine. That's what. That's what Peru's the news <laughs> is for. Sweden's highest court bans drones with cameras. 
bans them? Bans them. Or puts restrictions on them. Only cops and users with special filming permits can attach cameras to drones. Whoa! So when this kind of stuff happens, I think this could potentially impact how drones are used. Well, yeah. You know, worldwide. What, what else is a drone for other than taking video from a high above? They ruled that drones are, sur- they fall under the surveillance law. Okay, fine. Yeah, I can see that. So, so they have like really strict surveillance laws there? Yes, they do. Um, surveillance. Where was this again, by the way? This is in Sweden. Sweden. Okay. Uh, they're used to prevent crime or accidents. So um, like if you mount something to your bike, mm-hmm. then that's okay. Like you can have a camera on your person or a bike. Okay. They said that if it's mounted to a helmet or handlebar or behind a windshield, where it, that means it goes where the owner goes. But drones are remotely operated, meaning that they can, are capable of spying on things that are otherwise out of sight of their pilot and therefore illegal. So by the same logic, then, you could not attach a camera to like a remote control car and drive it around. That's, yeah. Okay. As another example. Okay. Um, the the drone camera can be used for personal monitoring, although it is not the purpose. The camera is therefore to be regarded as a surveillance camera. No, wait. Why isn't the purpose for personal monitoring? I don't understand why they would say that's not the purpose. That can be the purpose. Well, that's the hard part that this is why people in Sweden are really upset right now because um, they're, they now have to file for the ruling. Here, I'll read this part. The ruling will prevent drones being used in nature photography, racing, wedding, journalism, and private operators who want to use cameras attached to drones will have to apply for a special filming permit for local government to prove that they are monitoring their own property. Hmm. So when you think about like how people are using them, you toss them up in the air, and maybe they like track you as you go kayaking mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's still surveying you. Those drones are cool. The ones that have the GPS Those tracking really awesome. that follow you. Those are awesome. I guess now, though, because it also is surveying other things or something like that, they're going to have well, to have permission to use it for purposes. So I think there's a lot more gray area. They're obviously going to have to work out. But this is the first big step that says, you know, I think that's I think that's a little too far. I listen. I'm sure there are people using them for surveillance purposes and for nefarious reasons, but that doesn't mean that everybody has to. I mean, it doesn't mean that nobody gets to use them anymore. It means you find out who's using them for bad reasons, and you make them pay some sort of consequence for that, whether it be jail time or a fine or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think that would be a better option. But we aren't. Don't punish the innocent. You know what I mean? Like it's just. I don't know. It's a tricky situation because we have so we have access to cameras now on such a wide scale and now they're flying around. I mean, there are people who use their regular cell phone cameras to shoot nefarious things as well and to surveil their neighbors and whatever. So, I mean, this is just Ariel. Yeah. So the mermaid. Yeah. Just kidding. Ariel. Come on, Ariel. The mer. (laughs) You got to be so rebellious and cause trouble. So I'm curious how this will kind of affect things here in the U.S. I don't think it will. But. Does the, does the U.S. usually look at other countries and go, oh, those laws are cool. Let's do them here. Well, yeah. I, I don't see the U.S. lawmaking that way. Sure. I mean, sure we do. <laughs> Name one example. We're, we're the young ones. We gotta, That's true. We got to take our cues from somewhere. That's true. Have you ever known a young person <laughs> <laughs> to, make to, up. <laughs> to, to do things because other people tell them to? No. All right, uh, my first peruse the news. Woman wins $1 million trying to teach her husband a lesson about lotteries. 
So this was in North Carolina, and her husband told her to get him some Powerball tickets. And in order to get back at him, she just got him like a scratcher ticket to show him how useless they were. And so she's rubbing it off in front of the scratcher in front of him, and they won $1 million. (laughs) I just think that's hilarious. That is crazy. So, yeah. So it didn't quite work. That's that's like a major backfire of a lesson. I've always I've never done like scratcher tickets or the lottery or anything like that. It seems like a huge waste of money to me. But I have thought about, you know, a parent doing that example with their kids and what would happen if they, you know, if they won, if they ended up winning and their kids are like scarred for life and then they <laughs> they end up spending all the money on, you know, future lottery tickets. And I bought a lottery ticket when I was 18. I think like as soon as I could buy one just uh-huh. because I could. <laughs> Didn't that does not surprise me. That does not surprise but me. I about can do your... this now. I'm going to do it. <laughs> And then I was like, that was a waste of money. That's right. I haven't participated. But was it like just a few years ago, there was a huge lottery. The Powerball when it got up so big? Yeah. And everyone was talking about, you know. It happens every once in a while. When everyone wants to go get their ticket. Here was the other thing I noticed from this article. I want you to guess. I think you'll have a decent idea just because I think people know this. But I want you to guess. They took the lump sum option. For this million dollars. Okay. I want you to guess how much that means they took home. One for lump a lump sum? Yeah, they took a check. How much did the check get written for? $300,000. Yeah, uh, $415,000. Yeah. Just blows my... Less than half of it. Would you and do just, it in installments? Is that where you get more, but you have to... But you wait. But right. you wait. Like, you get so it basically, every few years basically, or something? It's costing... I mean, you're basically getting interest on it for letting them pay it in installments. Is basically how it works. So that four hundred fifteen is after taxes, right? So they so, just take that. Yeah. So that's their money to do whatever. What would you do with four hundred fifteen thousand dollars? I mean, would you do the installments or would you do the one chunk? Oh, I would always do the lump sum. I think I would too. I, I think the lump sum always makes more sense, even though it feels like less money when you, you consider just went how much nothing to four hundred fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> that doesn't. That's that's something. Well, but but you, I think we very easily forget that money is valuable over time. You can do stuff with money over a year that can make it worth more than the money you're getting in a year. I recommend hiring a financial advisor. <laughs> exactly. My next one is scientists find the first fossilized dinosaur brain. A brain? A brain. Of a dinosaur. And this is the part that blows me away. Okay. It just looks like a chunk of rock. <laughs> well, of course. How would one even know that it is a brain? I don't understand. Answer that question. Do they answer that question in the article? Uh, that means I should have read the article, doesn't it? <laughs> That's generally I got how stuck. we should probably do this. I got totally stuck on looking at this picture of a rock. Uh-huh. Um, that is supposedly a brain. So let's just assume that they they are they can do science. And so <laughs> when they but do what, science. What would make someone pick up a rock and go... I think I'll go show this to my science was buddies. Was it located inside a dinosaur head skeleton? <laughs> like, was oh. it a rock inside a Tyrannosaurus head? Because that would be a clue. Oh, look at this brain-shaped and sized rock inside a head of this fossil. It was Martin who first noticed the fossil's shiny surface. When I saw it and I noticed the surface also showed wrinkles in its fa- fabric similar to membranes, I got excited. So they were looking. It wasn't like somebody stumbled upon it. It was at a site where they knew 
Proving the fossil was from a dinosaur's brain was a long but rewarding process. So now they can look back at other fossils and pay closer attention to shiny features. Can we tell what the dinosaur was thinking? Probably. When it died? Probably. This could answer the question about where the dinosaurs went. Whatever's in that dinosaur's head. You just plug it into the matrix thingy and then it'll bring <laughs> Can you up imagine? Like, its last Not thoughts. only have we figured out how to plug into the brain, we figured out how to plug into fossilized brains so we can see what that dinosaur was going through. They believe that it was preserved because of how it died, which was like in a swamp-like environment with hmm. low levels of oxygen, so slow decay. So that's just an interesting kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the brain does not seem like a piece of your body that would survive for very long. No. Like it would decay fast, I would think. I would also Seems think. very squishy. I also really enjoyed that someone was quoted as saying, of course dinosaurs have brains, but this discovery is amazing in itself <laughs> because of the rarity of preserving soft tissue and terrain animals because they decay so quickly. So it's like, of course they have brains. So that means somebody had to ask, do dinosaurs have brains in the first <laughs> place? Because he's answering, yes, of course they do. The chat has answered the question of the last thought of the dinosaur, which was, ooh, pretty light. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, My second one uh, basically says this for the headline. Did you know that noises can make you fat? What? Noises can make you fat. They can also stress you out, make you more likely to have a stroke. Some more studies have been done on loud noises and just noise pollution in our environment. And found that I think if you live under uh, like a, like a, near an airport where the paths are over your house, you're 46% more likely to be obese with the noise pollution from the airplanes. So That is so strange. Isn't that interesting? You wouldn't think something like that would have that impact. How do you even get that information? You just log the path of a plane and then you go door to door. <laughs> And ask for their. Well, I think there are body certain mass, neighbor. Like, there are certain neighborhoods that are under flight paths more because they're near an airport and the planes take off and land right over them. And that's you know because I think what it is, it has to be affecting sleep, which in turn affects these other things. Huh. I think we undervalue yeah. sleep. I think we don't realize be. how much sleep keeps us healthy. But couldn't you just stick some stuff in your ears and? I, I don't know. I've never lived near an airport, but. I don't think cotton but, but will if it was block about, out everything. If it was about sleep, then parents would all have that same thing. Like, there's people who... Yes. Have you noticed when people have their children that they gain a little bit weight and oh, get more no. stressed? No, and... I don't know that. I, don't, I haven't noticed that. <laughs> oh, I've proven your point. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, when you eliminate sleep from the picture or, or those kind of things, lots of different health things can happen. So you recommend that they... So that's what you think. That's not yeah. what the article says. No, 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 no. That's just what my does the guess. article say? The article doesn't. I don't think it gives a reason. I think it just says the statistics, like what happens. But you don't know because you also didn't read that article. I did, did read. You? I uh-huh. did read. Uh-huh. Every five decibel increase in noise above forty-five decibels, which is the level of low traffic, corresponds to an extra inch on our waist. What? Every five decibels extra. Corresponds to an extra inch on our waist. How much does a baby crying decibel out? <laughs> what is that like? All right, let, let me Google that. Let's, uh, see, let's it, Google some noises. In the chat, our suggestions um, said lack of sleep also increases eating. Loud noises also have a vibration along with sound. That could be part of it. And guess it would be linked to poverty. Not usually nicer houses under flight patterns. That's all good stuff. Really good Babies stuff. cry at about 122 decibels. So that is 77 decibels more. Okay. Divided by five. Okay. 
which is 10, uh, about 14. Okay. So an extra 14 inches on your waist from a crying baby. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I do not believe that for a second. Nor do I believe my last headline, which says, Hospital Report Blames Patients Fart for Surgical Fire. (laughs) I just don't believe that. Uh, This is a uh, operating room in Japan, which is another reason not to believe it. Seems a patient's fart ignited a fire that left her with some burns. Pretty serious ones, they say. Wow. A laser was being used on the cervix of a woman in her 30s when she broke wind. And that resulted in a fire. (laughs) The gas ignited the laser. Is this even possible? Uh, I mean, come on. I think it's possible for sure. Why wouldn't it be? When the patient's intestinal gas leaked into the space of the operation room, it ignited with the irradiation of the laser and the burning spread eventually reaching the surgical drape and causing the fire. Wow. Let me just say, uh, I have done experiments with this in my younger days. (laughs) No, Aaron, you didn't. Of course. No. Of course. No. (laughs) Of course. Why? Because of you experiment. No, you don't. With your buddies. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Guys are weird. Guys are weird. We're just weird. But it it uh, it does, yeah, absolutely. You, did it's you use flammable. a laser? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, Joseph, bring over your laser. <laughs> I'll All light right. some gas. Moving on. Moving on. Glad you had that laser. <laughs> you can do some experiments. Um, my final one: world's oldest living person. Loves eating eggs every day. I love... Okay, so I love this. We always are interviewing the oldest person, which is... And we've got a new one. Constant rotation. Since May. I think the oldest living person died in May, and so they've now certified the new oldest living person. And they interview that person, and then they say, you know, what are your secrets to success of long health, Uh et cetera, et cetera. And so they usually give something that, you know, is always coming out of reports, like one person... I think like drank a glass of wine every day, and mm-hmm. went, so it's just interesting. So she the has last, eggs. The last oldest person who died in May, her she always had bacon yeah. for breakfast every single day. I think I remember reading about that. So this person has two eggs every morning for breakfast. But here's the thing: she eats them raw every ew. day of her life. She eats two raw eggs for breakfast. Well, ew. I would totally do that to live to be 117. Would Wouldn't you really? You? Absolutely. I would love to see healthy 117. I would love to see what, you know, the 2090s are like. That would be awesome. But two raw eggs? Uh-huh. Ugh. Well, yeah, but to live, you know, that much longer? For sure. Ugh. <laughs> oh, she also mentioned she eats cookies. Okay, well, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay then. Cookies it is. She's uh she's also I'm sure not afraid of the cookie dough because <laughs> she the already raw eggs. she already eats the raw eggs. Where does so, she live? Um, good question. I don't remember that part. She lives in Italy, I believe. Uh, let's see. She is from. I don't know that it says. Aaron didn't read. His I did. I just stuff. don't remember. He didn't Listen, read it. Don't you project? You, you're not reading things on me. It didn't read about She was born in 1899. That's amazing. The, the world's oldest person will soon uh, have not seen the 19th century. That's kind of interesting. She lives in Verbania, Italy. 
born in 1899. There we go. Yep. And we know that because she told us. We know that <laughs> because Danae I, looked. I was going to say we up. know. I was going to say we know that because we found her fossilized brain, and then I realized Ew, no. she's still living. <laughs> so. That is it's not okay to talk about fossilized brains of dinosaurs, but not people. But not super septuagenarians or whatever they're called. Not living humans. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about the live show coming up. You want okay. to mention it a little bit? Tell people what's going on this Friday. So this Friday, we're going to be in Springfield, Missouri at the Classic Rock Coffee. Uh, they have this cool room with a stage. Uh, we're going to have musical guest Matt Moore. He's going to be driving in and joining us. He'll play a bit. Then Aaron and I are, are going to take the stage. We're going to do our show. It's kind of like a combination of radio and podcast and yeah. all kinds of stuff. We're, we're going to have a good time. Play games, have some entertainment, and we're going to be doing some really great giveaways. Um, we haven't been able to announce because we haven't had them in hand yet, but the app Band is one of our sponsors. We highly encourage you to join Band if you haven't already. Um, because if you come to the live show, you'll have a better chance of winning some sweet swag. Are you going to say what it is? Beats by Dre. Yeah, we've got some Beats headphones that we're giving away for the big prize at the end of the night. And they also sent great band swag. There's uh, metal water bottles. There's sunglasses and clothes. Just They have an awesome... Everybody who comes will walk away with a prize. Yeah. And there's lots of good stuff. We've also got a big giveaway from Inner Images Photography, our good friend Kendall. Uh, is giving away a photo package. We're giving away a gift certificate to Classic Rock Coffee. And we've got CDs from both Centricity Records and Fair Trade services that we're giving away as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, going to be Friday. a lot of fun. So we're going to have a good time. Also, also, huge announcement. Huge. Huge announcement right at the beginning of the show. Huge. World-changing <laughs> announcement. So doors open at 6 o'clock. It is 5 bucks at the door unless you're a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash studio DNA. If you give any amount each month, even if it's just a buck a month, your price is covered. And also our Patreon supporters who come will have a special gift that we're giving to you. Absolutely. It it will be kid-friendly, right? kids, Kids can show up. Yeah. Kid-friendly event. I mean, as long as you're okay with them being out. Hey, listen, you're going to be writing the Would You Rather questions, so it's up to you to keep it kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be playing Would You Rather. Uh, we just have a really fun night. This is a we had a really good time last time. Um, we will be video recording the evening. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to try to go live on Facebook a couple of times at points during the event to share things with everyone because we know not everybody can come. Um, so that way you can all be a part of it. But of course. We will have a great time, and thank you guys so much for all your support and making these shows so fun. We were asked to do many, many, many shows. In fact, when we finished the last one, like, can you do this every month? And we're like, whoa, that <laughs> would probably not. That would take. Let's a go lot for annually to start off with and see how it goes. <laughs> so this is our second annual live show, and we hope to see you there. Uh, all right, we're going to finish with our game time today being one word story. <laughs> one of Danae's favorite things. So if you're in the live chat, go ahead and start uh, offering up some suggestions uh, on, for, topics. on topics. Uh, you know, you could do a location. You could do a, you know, um, any kind of noun, person, place or thing kind of topics. And we will do a one word story based on that. We haven't done one of these in a while. We haven't in a while. And I have to say, it has been a fantastic break. <laughs> But as we've been kind of reformatting shoo the do, 
uh, we want to play a game every you know time with you of some kind and have some fun interaction. Yeah. And this is obviously one that you guys like. A lot of people love I this one. I don't know why you like it, but we get comments about, you know, like uh, someone meant, I think one time it was like about some sort of like creature mm-hmm. um, and someone texted me that that was their spirit animal from now on. <laughs> so we know we have a good time with uh, these. So. Nice. Okay. So far we've got, uh, let's see, uh, Summerfest in Milwaukee. We've got blood transfusions. <laughs> Binoculars have been mentioned. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers also in there. Uh, all those are good things. So, um, do you want to land on Mr. Rogers and binoculars? Cats on treadmills. Cats on treadmills. We can touch on other things if we want to, but let's gonna let's stick with Mr. Rogers and binoculars. Mr. Rogers and binoculars. That yes. sounds super creepy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you rather do Mr. Rogers and blood transfusions? <laughs> um. Uh, good question. No. We could do cats on treadmills and binoculars. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, no. Uh, Drones. Taking drone photos of Ariel. Of Ariel. How, how possible is that when she's under the water? It'd Not have always. To be, have you seen the movie? When she, she comes com- out. She comes out of the water, for sure. But here's the Especially question. at a big note in a song. Here she just splashes is- out and the waves splash with her. It's a very, very important moment. But the frustrating part for me is... This girl can read a contract and sign her name, but she can't communicate with a prince. Give her a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> That's right. She can tell him everything. <laughs> the older I get, the more that frustrates me. <laughs> like, you have resources, Ariel. That's right. Use your words. Your no, written you words. You can't use your words. Use, use your uh, glyphs. That's so funny. I Is never get right to rant glyphs? about that. Use your glyphs. Is glyph the right word for like a printed word? Is it called a glyph? I don't know. The only thing I'm thinking about is how that's used in World of Warcraft. How is it used in World of Warcraft? It's like so if you ha- if you're a spellcaster, <laughs> okay, you asked, you I asked, did. I did. If you're a spellcaster, then you get to like uh, apply gl- these glyphs to certain attributes, like you can amplify your abilities using glyphs. Okay, so they're like spell amplifiers. Yeah, maybe I'm totally thinking of something. <laughs> Uh, a glyph is a hieroglyphic character or symbol, a pictograph. So she technically, can use the alphabet. Oh, that's Aaron. right. Those are glyphs. She signed are... her name perfectly. <laughs> it clearly said Ariel, and it was beautiful. It wasn't like it was like Ariel. <laughs> Maybe she just knows her name. Maybe that's all she knows. She appeared to be reading. I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, I can't. I just saw what I saw. Look at these words. Aren't they neat? Wouldn't you think my alphabet's complete? Nice. Very well done. Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who spells everything? Good job. I've got nouns and pronouns aplenty. Oh, goodness. All right, we'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. You want prepositions? I've got 20. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to the one word story. Um, uh, let's just do binoculars. And if Mr. Rogers happens to make his, his way in there, cats on treadmills or whatever. Or then, drones, whatever. We'll do there. All right. All right. Who starts this one? I'm going to get a drink of water here. I'll start then. Seriously. Is a cat <laughs> able to walk on a treadmill? That is the image that I saw looking through my neighbor's binoculars. 
<laughs> Why? I was looking through his binoculars is trespassing. <laughs> but there was a kind hearted young buffalo <laughs> who spoke to me that they <laughs> he said that I couldn't shouldn't wouldn't pudding (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) so Ariel can use words Danae sometimes doesn't know how they go together (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) all right reverse that one couldn't wouldn't shouldn't trespass so what did I do I threw him through a window. Goodness. After I served pudding at my county fair. (laughs) (laughs) I decided travel would do me good. So I went to a travel agent (laughs) and asked excuse me where should I go for my 10th birthday (laughs) you are obviously too good at your hiding All right, I'll reverse. Too good at your job. So. I. Need. You. To. Go. Get. Me. A. Treadmill. Why? What? What? what, what, Okay. It. Wasn't. Until. I. Left. That. I. Realized. I. Had. Been. In Best Buy. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That is the correct response there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I then thought, what should I do about buffaloes? Because I wasn't being nice to throw buffalo through the window so i decided that in one day i needed to participate in anger management it's not been a great experience They shouted and yelled and shook my fist. (laughs) (laughs) Which 
was invasive <laughs> and disturbing and mean to me. That is why I never ever 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 will use anger mixed with binoculars. <laughs> The end. Yay. Nicely done, Danae. You persevered. Those are so rough. You know, it's fun because it is the constant, like, not trying to push it somewhere, but also subconsciously wanting it to go somewhere. It's Aaron's stories should go somewhere. (laughs) A whole bunch of random words together. I think my favorite part whenever they shook his fist, like he just <laughs> I know, cried, like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for shooing the dough with us today. This podcast oh, yeah. is part of a Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at mixler.com slash studio DNA. Huge thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme. Also, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at $3 a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, please subscribe, rate, and comment at your podcast player of preference, especially if it's iTunes. iTunes uses that information to promote the show. It would be a huge boost if you could leave a comment for us. We'd appreciate it. Anything else you want to say or ideas for the show, feel free to give us an email at feedback at shoothedough.com. And now it's time to eat more candy. <laughs> I just have to eat this candy. <laughs> and if I could share it with you, then I would. But I can't. No, I can't. Because it doesn't go through the microphone. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.